0: I've been through hard times too The situation's a man I bring the hard rhymes through That's why I'm all times too Half past, despicable Last man to bring it through Fast rap to critical stack. Analytical slap, slap I'm hitting you, slap, slap I'm sticking you, smack, lift The stack tip All with the lyrical technique Hey, quick report from the aisles of the Safeway in Trinidad, Colorado. It's my pleasure to report that of the two dedicated Mr. Beast cookie cardboard displays that appeared a few months ago, there are now zero remaining. I can't tell you, man. You, everywhere you go, you got to look at this kid's face. Now he's, now he's at the grocery store, too, beaming at me. <laughs> and uh, anyway, they're gone. I don't know what this world needs less, really, than a boutique cookie brand from some internet asshole who does contests. So, yeah, man. Adios, Mr. Bitch. See those things, and I'm like, bro. This is, this is Trinidad, Colorado, at a Safeway. I'm not here to buy fucking YouTube cookies. I'm here to steal meat. Anyway, I am your friend, your best friend, and the host of the podcast you're now listening to, Breakup Gaming Society. Some people call me the great unclean one. I just want you to call me your pal. I'm going to do three things for you today. One, share some impressions on a bottle of bird dog bourbon. Two, Talk about uh, the board game, or the more of a card game, but you know, you know what I mean. Bonanza, the classic game that for planting and harvesting beans is fifteen times as fun as it should be, and uh, we got to play that down at Frontier Geeks on Main Street with the proprietor of Frontier Geeks and Big Dog Easy Dick and his girl. I'm going to tell you about uh, Bonanza, the highly durable. Uh, Classic card game And then last we're going to do a track From uh, Cypress Hill Protégé group Called Psycho Realm I didn't like the first time I heard him. Then I heard this and I think No, this is pretty good I'm going to share it with you There it is, Drink of the Week Game of the Week Track of the Week Just like always on Breakup Gaming Society I am the Great Unclean One And here we go So the other night, I rolled downtown to go to Frontier Geeks, which is a very welcoming little gaming shop operated by my friend and neighbor, Ryan Dorner, who's a good dude. And uh, I'm meeting Big Dog Easy Dick, aka The Prof, and his girls in town. And he was waiting for us in his upstairs game room. I had a big duffel bag. The Prof and uh, Contessa Easy Dick, they're, they're not hobby gamers, so... I always got to give him like a menu to pick from because I don't, I can't throw crunch at him. But, you know, Ryan, he'll play anything. I got a lot of games in the duffel bag, a speaker, and a bottle of Bird Dog Kentucky Straight bourbon. There were two flavors for, uh, for sale on the shelf. I opted for the, um, the small batch, seven-year-old, and um, long story short, spoiler, yes. If where the rubber meets the road is, do people want to drink this? Even people who aren't whiskey drinkers, I pulled out some indestructible shot glasses up there while we set it, while we set the game up, and I'll be damned, that little fifth I bought didn't take a pounding. We we poured about three quarters of it out while we played bonanza, which we're going to talk about uh, during game of the week. This is a highly drinkable whiskey at a very fair price. I've had it once before, but we. <laughs> It was with such a bunch of degenerates that the bottle didn't last forty-five minutes. People were like doing the worm on our kitchen counter. I don't, I couldn't tell you what it tasted like. I was throwing shit outside into the alley through our kitchen window, but uh, people would like it. You know, Ryan calls down to Donovan, like Donovan, get up here and try this, and we tried the shit out of it. And what I recall, it's just a nice, balanced easy going uh, tip of the tongue to the bottom of your tummy warmth and I, I i don't get a lot of notes but one thing I keep remembering like all the way through it and it wasn't overbearing kept tasting something I wanted to say was maple or something like maple you know I saw this ad the other day for like one of the whiskeys and it was an online ad online ad and it said the headline was More than 200 notes. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Ain't nobody unpacking 200 notes. That's just for somebody who wants to stun on somebody. I taste three or four notes. General depth and complexity. Level of burn. Sweetness. And the fourth note, which is, are we having a good time or not? And we were. Only sat there for about an hour. We knocked the shit out of that fifth because it was good. Bird dog, seven-year-old. Thumbs up from Breakup Gaming Society. Here comes game of the week. You know, there is absolutely no harm in the board gaming world, especially considering the volume of releases with which we're battered every year. Nothing wrong in being a late adopter. Let everyone else chase the hotness. See what endures, and the way I see it, if a game gets mentioned on your favorite board game forum again and again and again, years after its release, and people you know with more than three, four, five hundred titles on their shelf are still putting it on the table, and your cousins in New Jersey are playing it, there's something going on. That's how we got our copy of Bonanza, fantastic game. If you're looking at it graphically, uh, you're going to look at it and think, what the hell's this? Doesn't look badass, but boy, is it. Here's how it works. Everybody in the, at the table is a bean farmer. There's a bunch of beans of, of, varying, of varying value and rareness, and it's your job to make the best out of what's in your hand by trading beans with other players and timing your plants and harvests at such a time where by the time the deck has been gone through three times, And the game ends You've got the most The most value in harvests And you know the There's a couple Very clever things in there Which make it tough For one Once you get the When you're drawing New bean cards You can never change The order of them So you're always always Trying to look Two, three, four, five cards Down the pipe And see what you're Going to do Because you're only Allowed to have so many Crops in the ground At the same time And if you get stuck With beans you don't want Sometimes you have to Tear up your crops for no money and start all over and there's also a beautiful moment where the table will erupt because one step of somebody's turn is there's a trading phase they roll two cards into the market and if somebody sees something they like or that player who rolled the cards doesn't like those those kinds of beans everyone's going to start making uh, making offers and saying I'll give you two so and so for that red bean, red bean and it's pretty damn entertaining now I've been looking back on Bonanza over the years. I've had it on the shelf and the amount of people that I've played it with and enjoyed it with. And here here's the sweet spot it hits for me. And that is perfect intersection of pace, depth, and sociability. It makes you think, but not so much that after a few plays, you're going to go into analysis paralysis for hitting big snags. Most of the time, the most complex thing that's going to happen to you is when you start engineering some kind of weird trades, which the game is very liberal with. That's the, that's Again, that's the second pillar of it, it's sociability. And it plays pretty fast, or at least a turn does. You can sit there and trade and yell beans. I mean, you the idea is you have to cycle through the available deck of all the beans three times, then the game's over. And, of course, it's interesting because by that third trip through the deck... A lot of the good stuff's been planted and it's going to be harder to harder to put together profitable harvests. Uh, Good pace plotted against the level of thinking required and very natural, (laughs) loud, and raucous interactions when you're you're trading and you're kind of watching what other people have put in the ground and trying to figure out whether that's worth you doing or not and how many you left in the deck. Bonanza, B-O-H-N-A-N-Z-A. Indestructible. It's still on tables today because it's good and everybody knows it, including you. Here comes track of the week. So I don't pretend to know a lot about psycho realm. And sick jackin'. outside of the one experience I had in my head from the 1990s that was bad. We were at Smoking Grooves, Smoking Grooves Tour in the late 90s at Red Rocks, which is traditionally, you know, at the time, it was anchored by Cypress Hill, which makes a lot of sense. Here you are in Colorado, no shortage of kids who like weed and like hearing gangster shit. Plus, Cypress Hill was like the first act I ever saw that figured, out, figure, that figured out how to effectively fuse the stoner shit and the gangster shit with their own kind of arena rock. Big inflatable skeleton smoking a bong. Get, a, get an extra percussionist out there, let him have a solo. People were into it. That was until he brought out Psycho Realm. And boy, I've never seen a crowd die faster. And you can tell, you know, be real... Has brought these guys up or brought these guys along, and he's really trying to sell them. But that day there was a combination when they handed—I think it was Sick Jackin—but I'm not sure—it was a long time ago. When they handed in the mic, he gets on there and his wraparounds, and something about the way he's addressing the mic, and his vocal tone or pitch, plus how they had it miked—the sound was like a drill through your head. It was such a buzzkill. You couldn't really hear his flow because there's just this just drilling into your head. Be Real, let him do too many songs. The crowd absolutely deflated. And I think three songs later, Be Real takes the mic and Psycho Realm hits the exits. and Be Real's like, isn't that some good hip-hop? And uh, you could hear 5,000 people go, yeah, yeah, I guess. You do some more Cypress Hill songs now, please. <laughs> so I never listened to them really again until one day the algorithm serves up Killing Fields by Psycho Realm. One, great flow on the pace. And I finally got to hear how a, you know, a producer or somebody who assigned them to a label would want this rapper to sound, which is pretty good on beat. It has that. I don't know if it was Soul Assassins or something related to it, but there was a Soul Assassins kind of template in terms of uh, the kind of noises you would put on a bar and the kind of mood, which was gothic and menacing, but also efficient, very prone to making you bob your head. I love this beat. Take a listen. simple, mean, clean, and effective, that just quick repeating piano, and then what sounds like the the creepy organ that they layer on, and then a screech at the end of the bar, and I'm always a sucker for the faster tracks anyway, I think. I've got this theory that if you want to make a decent MC or a good MC sound great, do two things. One, make them tell a story. I don't know. Having to tell a story just does something to get them in like a. I don't want to use an Eastern term, but a heart-centered space. They're closer to what matters to them. Plus, the story requires it requires more cohesion. I think within lines and between lines. That's my theory. And another way I think to make a good MC sound great is get them on an up-tempo track. And if they can keep the pace, it's going to sound good. Let me show you what I mean. street creeped paid static at home was a spark of automatic weapons and the traffic funeral traffic congested on the highway. panic and for respect before you made why wait? intending the killing on pavement the gear of a squirrel house street climb, brown in bad times which probably explains mad dogs and high crime in trucks somebody loves to strike so somebody beaten outside across my black And there you go really solid, a really solid cut from the blunted, the blunted gangster West Coast underground from a band that I wrote off incorrectly. Nice job, Psycho Realm. And nice job for you for riding along with me till the end of this podcast. That's all I got to say for episode 71. I'm just going to hit you with the farewell toast. As we always say, I am the great unclean one, thanking you for your time and attention. And until next time, May you fight long and well. Who is it? How the hell do I know? He's got no goddamn head. It's one of the new guys. You got to tell these men to put an extra set of ID tags on their boots. One each. Then this kind of shit wouldn't have